Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Circus, PhD. You can find over at stephaniecircus.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Not too bad. I burnt myself twice now this week, and I'm like, what's going on Ouch. with me? Yeah. How'd you do that? Uh, the first time was I accidentally touched a, a hot baking sheet, so that was Ooh. that was that was not smart. Uh, and then today I got a little bit of a grease kickback when I was cooking something, so hit me in the arm. So I've got two burns okay. in one week, and I'm like, like, what am I doing? Like, I should, I should just not Maybe be you your hot out. Yeah, we should just order after us the week. Yeah, uh, or just like stick to some, like salads or sandwiches, no cooking involved. Right, right, yeah, just cold, cold food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, how are you? How are, how's life? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing edits for my book that comes out um, later this year, so that's uh, that's been busy. So yeah. A lot of clients today, and yeah, and it's 88 degrees, so it's getting really, really hot. Well, it has okay. been hot. Okay. Yeah, it's not nearly as hot here. It's only like 21 degrees Celsius, like 69 Fahrenheit. So it's... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's not too hot. It's, it's like a little warmer than we're used to, but by no means mm-hmm. was it as bad as Heatmageddon 2021. That was, that was wild, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about Gilmore Girls, and uh, we're starting off with... Uh, well, start off this recording session at least with uh, episode twelve of season three, which is Lorelai out of water. Um, pretty, pretty good. like in a way. I don't think it was bad, but like I don't. It, it, this is not a huge fun. Like there's big things happening. This it was just kind of like a fun little aside, I think. Uh, right. As Lorelai learns to fish, so she can be decent enough with her date, uh, Billy, uh, or sorry, Alex. Uh, last one played by Billy Burke. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Luke uh, decides to uh, help her out a, a little bit. And uh, you could tell that was a little tough for them, I think, because I there's that moment where I think Luke was maybe thinking, like, oh, I, you know, he's building up rapport with Lorelai. They're kind of getting their thing going, and then he finds out that it's for a date. And you could tell, I, I think I thought at least it looked like he was a little upset. A little downtrodden right. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I think he played that well. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, tried to kind of brush it off so she didn't see that he was upset. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this episode did serve as a vehicle for building the tension between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get a little bit of Lane uh, where, mm-hmm. you know, she's trying to work up the courage to uh, get a date for prom. And uh, she thinks she has this everything down packed. Like she's, she's finally got her mom a little bit on board with uh, mm-hmm. her going to prom, under conditions very much uh, Mrs. Kim conditions, uh, and she's she's wanting to go with Dave, who you know she invites to a wedding uh, over at their house. Uh, sorry, he even he even sat on a pew with them at church. Yeah, and uh, so she thought this was kind of maybe a done deal. Oh, yeah, you could tell she was very confident, but Mrs. Kim just stares at her very blankly at the end of the episode says he's not Korean. Poor Lane. Now, is this the end of Dave? No. Because she just walked off. It's not the end of Dave. No, it's not the end of Dave. No. Um, 
you know, it's not a spoiler to say that, yeah, the actor, Adam Brody, plays Dave. He later goes on to the OC, which, funny enough, had some writers that worked on uh, Gimel Girls before they went out to that show. So, a little bit of a crossover there. Um, And, yeah, he he sticks around for a good portion, but he does eventually leave. Um, Mm -hmm. Because he has to go to the OC. Yeah, he's got... We can start coming up with all the jokes of like, oh, he got, uh, he he went to get a new identity over in the OC or something like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I I I, I, kind of, I felt bad for Lane in this episode because, you know, she's so used to playing Mrs. Kim and playing that game, and I think she finally thought she had figured it out. She was so confident, and then to have that very defeating just one line of he's not Korean, it just broke her heart. And, and that's all. Yeah, that's all she said to him too. Yeah, she walked away from Dave. Yeah, it's just like resignation. Yeah, but I think with Lane too, we're seeing her go through phases a little bit. She's kind of bobbing and weaving. Like I think back to a few episodes back when she dyed her hair. Like she gets a little rebellious, and then she pulls mm-hmm. back, and then she tries to play Mrs. Kim, and then she tries to play nice with Mrs. Kim, like, she kind of tries these different strategies with her mom, it seems like, and it seems like she's trying to find one that works, and I think when you do something like that, it kind of can get a little messy, because if you're trying to sort of get these things, and you're not quite doing the probably good thing of just communicating with the person properly, it can get messy, and there can be some issues that arise. Um, you saw what happened when he, she even just said no to her. Yes. Like, it... it that didn't go over well. Yeah. I think she's, like, any teenager, and she wants to blossom and become her own person, but, you know, she's mm-hmm. also got a mom who's very, uh, very conservative and very uh, much set in her ways. So it, it was a tough episode for Lane, I think, to watch her basically kind of realize that, yeah, her she's not going to be able to go to... The problem with dave unless something changes but and, and one of the producers on the show she has based this character on her own life yeah so that was interesting yeah uh and then also there was the subplot of paris trying to impeach rory which didn't really go anywhere <laughs> and that was probably and finally the teacher said something <laughs> yeah finally the teacher's like uh yeah and then Headmaster of Charleston, who I generally just don't like because he seems like he doesn't do much of anything mm-hmm. besides from whine and complain. He actually had some good points in this where he's like, you know, I chose you because you, you're good representatives normally and this is not good representation. And, like, And I wrote you letters for Harvard and I can write another letter because yeah. I've done it before. So. Yeah. Uh, and with that, that seemingly quelches that, you know, I... I, I'm kind of done with the whole Paris and Rory going through their yeah. occasional spats because it's it seems like they should just be friends at this point. And I think right. the show has a hard time finding some sort of level of our adversary for Rory and they usually mm-hmm. just default to uh, it being uh, Paris because Paris is have equal intelligence to her and equal in a lot of right. other ways too. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just found that whole part to be a little... I mean, at least Rory finally said, everybody knows you're with the guy. It's not like I was telling them anything they didn't already know. Yeah, Because I was thinking that the last episode, like, you know, why is why is Rory responsible for 
because yeah. you know, everybody saw it at school and finally Rory said it. Yeah, it's but good. We, so we I finally brought it up. We even talked about it on the last episode where it's right. like but that she, didn't make any sense. She said she couldn't attend a meeting because she was with a boy. Like they know right. where like the the whole thing of how, why'd you tell them like you canceled the meeting because you were with the guy like you, you're the one that told them not Rory right it, yeah that whole subplot I think it was very poorly written and just didn't quite work so and then Francie wasn't even in that scene was she I don't um, remember I think she might have been in like the background but I don't think she was like an actor okay. participant or anything. I thought that was interesting they don't even address Francie and Francie's just sitting back eating her popcorn watching this all play out Francie's just one of those characters I just don't like She's like a Dean or Christopher. Where every time I see her, I'm just instantly like, I just don't like you. Like, ugh. Yeah, not a, not a fan. It's okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, they go on their date. And seemingly, we're going to get a little bit more of uh, Alex. You know, I, I don't think I'm fully on board with whatever they're going on about, but. It's interesting that they they seemingly are are getting along relatively well, all things considered. So, I still don't see any chemistry with her. And just don't. Yeah, he seems friendly enough, and he seems like a nice enough guy. Um, and he had that like but little. That's... He he seemingly kind of knows uh, Lorelai quite well when like he's picking her up and he says to Rory like she's never been fishing before how she like he kind of picks up on these things well because like, when you go fishing you don't really dress in that manner i think i guess it just seemed interesting that like they it seemed like they didn't have much chemistry but then he seemingly is like pretty like he understands her already in a weird way i don't know nothing against him it's just it didn't seem like there was anything really there but yeah so um oh and uh luke also uh asked out to uh, nicole the uh lawyer lawyer yeah yeah which to also, me... also has some interesting comments about taylor Ducey. <laughs> yeah she was great like when she's like i'm not his lawyer like she you know she she's very quick-witted which is uh probably on, on brand for the other characters in the show but yeah, she she did a good job of uh, holding her own there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was partially a reaction to what happened with Lorelai and Luke. I mean, it's kind of hard not to point to those two because he seemingly is kind of starting to be more available for Lorelai, finds out she isn't, and then immediately he asks out Nicole. Uh, I, I, you know. The... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You can go ahead. I think Jess is kind of pushing him to do it too, right? Like he was kind of challenging him. I, I remember. I think in a way that he just likes to tease Luke. Mm-hmm. Like I think he saw that Luke was talking to her and he put two and two together and I think he just started teasing him. I don't know if he fully supports it per se or like thinks it's a good idea or anything. I think he just kind of likes to tease Luke uh, when it comes to these things. So. That's what I took it as. She's just teasing Luke about the fact that he's into this girl. So it may have also been that Luke really didn't pick up on the signal she was sending either. Yeah, it's true too. And Jess is like, "Hey, get with the program." Well, he kind of tries to make small talk with her, and it's not going anywhere until finally he's just like comes out with it. He's like, "Yeah, let's just go on a date," and she agrees. So, right. yeah. Like, oh, is my signature fine? She's like, "Yep, your signature is fine." 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, you know, like, you can tell sometimes when Luke wants something or has something on his mind, he's terrible when it comes to trying to preamble it. Like, you know, he seemingly just kind of, he just, he can't seemingly just kind of jump right into the point. Like, he tries to be polite enough to make some conversation to lead up to it, but then you can tell he's not necessarily the greatest at it. But I, I don't think that's really a bad thing. It's just more funny to watch him be like, Trying mm-hmm. to make small talk, but you know he's got a specific thing on his mind that he wants to either yeah, say or do. Flailing a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, not a hugely important episode, but I think it kind of moves things along. You know, we hopefully get resolution to the Paris storyline there with Rory, and because that's been going <laughs> on for a while. And yeah, you got Luke going out with Nicole now, and yeah, fortunately Lane, maybe not with Dave? Question mark. We'll find out. Um, yeah, who is your, actually, I guess we should talk about the writer for this episode, which was Janet Leahy, or Leahy, uh, she only wrote two episodes of Gilmore Girls, uh, this one and then one in season four, so she didn't write a whole lot of, uh, episodes, but she did, uh, write a few, so we'll see her again in season four, but, uh. Yeah, this is actually the only one that she wrote by herself to the other one she co-wrote with somebody else. So so the next episode that kind of ties into this one is written by a totally different person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but she was a consulting producer. So she oh, uh, helped produce 44 episodes of the show in total. So oh, she, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, let's take a look here at... Uh, the director who was uh, Jamie Babbitt, who, uh, yeah, directed seven episodes of Gilmore Girls. Uh, a lot of them, are, I think, are more or less around this like time period. Like she generally seems to do season three kind of stuff a little bit. So, um, yeah, she's done some other stuff too, including uh, the movie. But I'm a cheerleader, which was a really interesting lgbtq movie about uh, a cheerleader who goes who against the norms that? of the time sorry hmm. who was in that uh but i'm a cheerleader let's yeah. see uh it had natasha leone clea duvall and michelle williams yeah oh wow and the synopsis a naive teenager sent to rehab camp after her straight-laced parents and friends suspect her of being a lesbian Oh, like a conversion therapy thing yeah mm. yeah which but, is not therapy by the way just saying no thing. no it should yeah probably specify it's uh yeah not quite uh it's not really yeah overly healthy either of mindset to have so um yeah she did some stuff in season three she actually did some stuff uh throughout season four five and six as well so she actually was kind of sporadically directing episodes of the show mm-hmm. yeah Okay, uh, who was your favorite and least favorite performance this episode? My favorite was Kirk. So now Kirk is working at the beauty store. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty Cause funny. They, yeah, because I thought that when they walked in, they would see Jess's ex-girlfriend, the one that you know he broke up with so he could be with Rory. And I was yeah. like, ooh, this is going to be a good interaction with Lane there. And nope, it's Kirk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Kirk. I thought that was great. And like... I want to imagine he probably went home and read all he could up on beauty stuff 
just so he could be yeah, knowledgeable. Yeah, like he was knowledgeable. Like yeah, he, and yeah. he's not, he's, yeah, I mean, he did a good job. And he has a little OPI nail polish display. And <laughs> I mean, it was great. It was pretty funny. Uh, the more I watch Kirk, the more I like Kirk. Kirk, you know, he's kind of one of those people that, like, they gave him the odd, like, story beat that's really good. Other times I kind of treat him just like the village idiot, which I'm not a big fan of. Kind of like when right. we get, like, Kirk and he's just, he's quirky, but I don't think he's dumb. Like, he's not a dumb person no. in my mind. I mean, um, he works hard. I mean, he works at everything. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, basically, he works more jobs than any human being. I okay. I read on Reddit somewhere that they said that, like, because he works multiple jobs, he'd probably pay a little bit extra tax just because, like, you know, apparently you get taxed a little bit extra for working extra jobs sometimes. And so they said he probably would have gotten taxed off, uh, you know, just off the wazoo for all the jobs he has. Which I th- uh, the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> you all the tax, you know, the tax rate that he would have paid. For yeah, all probably. Jobs. That's probably why he needs all those jobs. So. <laughs> Um, uh, my favorite, uh, I did, uh, really, I did kind of like Luke in this. I think he had a lot of good facial expressions and like, he really kind of, mm-hmm. he, he sold a lot of his emotions through physical kind of actions and his looks and stuff. Not necessarily through dialogue, but, like, I think his performance really kind of portrayed a lot of what he was going through and thinking at the time. So, it's not... Yeah, the number of yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, overly apparent stuff, but it's just kind of in the background. But I, I thought it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, who's your least favorite? My least was a, a tie between Paris, because uh-huh. I'm just over that whole storyline. Yeah. Um, I think the actress does a good job at... at making her look over the top without too over the top but i just i'm over the character and um i mean in real life the teacher would have cut that off yeah right? it's just like their fencing scene a couple episodes back where the teacher's like huh oh she's chasing around with the with an fa okay i guess i'll just let this continue like no right stop it right and i right i didn't like young christopher oh oh no that's the next episode that's part of this episode isn't it i don't think so Oh, it isn't? Okay. I don't think so. That's so that's next episode. I thought there was part of it in this episode. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so Paris wins. Okay. Uh, I don't like Alex or Billy that plays him. Like. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. I guess I get what they're going for. Like, there's things about him that Lorelai likes, but I think the performance just doesn't quite sell it. And it's weird because, like, I think on paper, like, writing-wise, I see what they're going for with him. And, like, I think he could potentially be a decent match. But when you watch it, like, Mm -hmm. in his performance, there's a weird disconnect. It's kind of like Dean. Dean, on paper, they say he's the greatest boyfriend ever, a great first boyfriend. And then when you watch it, you're like, something's not adding up here. Like, do people – are people watching the same show as me? Um, Yeah, like, where is this from? Right, right. Yeah. And I get the same thing with with Alex. I get the impression that, yeah, maybe he could be a good – boyfriend for uh Lorelai but when you're watching him in this you're like there's just a weird disconnect here so yeah I'm gonna yeah. go with that um yeah uh I'd also probably say Mrs. Kim as a runner-up because I think the the shtick of her being like the conservative mom it doesn't feel realistic like I get that there would be people like that but I think every parent or authority figure 
would eventually feel like they want to ease up, you know? Like, I, I just don't see why she would constantly be like that to Lane and not give some sort of reprieve. And, like, I guess her easing up on her going to prom is, like, that maybe. But that's also, like, one of those weird things, like, you're not going to let your daughter go to prom. Like, that that almost seems, like, more, like, socially stunting more than anything else. Like, Yeah, but it happens. Yeah, I guess. That's just, actually, that can be so realistic. So. It just it doesn't feel realistic to me that, like, she would be that extreme all mm-hmm. the time. Or that mm-hmm. she wouldn't let her take Dave, who she's clearly more interested in. Like, there's just a, right. a like, lot about no that reason. that just doesn't seem realistic. That you almost think there's got to be something that she would do differently. But Where's well. the dad? Have we ever seen Lane's dad? I think we see him in the revival once. Okay. But he's. Oh, there. just once? Interesting. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I, maybe the listeners know better and they can let me know, but I think you only see him once in the revival. And it's in, like, the background. Huh. And that's it. Really? Yeah. So he exists. Okay. Yep. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see here. We got favorite reference. You have a favorite reference from this episode. Well, they reference Tipper Gore, and Tipper Gore is the wife of um, Al Gore. Uh, Al Gore, who ran for president, and uh, kind of tied with Bush. Yeah. Uh, and so she, in the eighties, was. Um, instrumental in getting the advisory labels put on music so that's that's what they're referencing is that she started the uh, the parents music resource center and wanted you know these voluntary stickers on things and, and a lot of musicians testified saying this is a violation of their first amendment rights and, and so when you go to the store and you see music with the or video games with a little label on them she's was fundamental in getting that done mm-hmm. so just a little background on tipper core yeah I don't think she's married to Al Gore anymore, is she? I think they got divorced. Oh, did they? Yeah. Maybe he played some music she didn't like. <laughs> yeah, maybe he listened to, like, some Slipknot or something like that. Let's see. Tipper... She wasn't having any of that. No. Uh, no, they're still married. Really? I think they're separated, though. Oh, it says they're married. But. Maybe he was like, those labels aren't so bad after all. Or maybe he like goes into like his little garden shed or something like that where she can't hear him, and then he just like listens to Slipknot, and he, he's like, "Hear that, Tipper? <laughs> I'll listen to what I want." Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, apparently in 2010 they had a separation, uh, but apparently they, oh, okay, so maybe they are. But okay, so they're separated, but they're not divorced. Okay, so you were right. Okay, never mind then. She's dating somebody new, Bill Allen. So, so there you go. Oh, yeah. Go Tipper. Go Tipper. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see. Favorite reference. Gosh, there wasn't like a whole lot in this episode. Um, no, there weren't. Kind of unusual for. Yeah. The show. Um, gosh, I would probably say, um, there was Paris and Rory were having it out and Paris says, save the act for Sundance, you little snitch, uh, which, which Sundance film film festival where all the 
documentaries go. So I guess I think Paris was making an illusion that she would make a documentary about her story or something like that. But I don't know. It wasn't like the greatest reference. It wasn't like a lot. it must. And there must have been something going on at the time. Too, yeah. I must think because that just it. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, is this also the episode where um where Dean makes a food order to Jess, or is that next episode? I think that might be next episode. Huh. Yeah, I think that's the next episode. Yeah. Okay. This is what happens when we watch two episodes back to back. Sometimes you just <laughs> forget which one's which, but you know what? Close enough, we'll say. Um, oh, this is the one where they go to the garage and she gets out her world stuffed toy, right? Yes. In the beginning. Okay, so so if you look at different episodes of the show, and you know she talks about we used to look at this and point to where we want to travel, blah blah blah, and it looks really old. Mm. If you look at previous episodes, I think it's like season one and season two, you can see the same toy in the background and it looks brand new. Yeah. So. I'm surprised there isn't like a web page or something devoted all to that toy. That's funny. But you can see in the background. So something something happened somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make sense. No. And I was like, that looks really familiar. I think she even holds it in an episode. Oh, really? So I guess they, I was kind of curious how they made it look old, too. Like, did they just, like, you know, throw it in the washer with some bleach or, mm. you know, so then I got kind of hooked on how did they make it look old? <laughs> I spent I spent an unusual amount of time trying to figure that out. Oh. Let's see. Um, favorite quote? Was there a favorite quote you had from this episode? Well, if it's the Jess and, and um, so that's next time, right? Yeah. Jess and Dean. Um, I like how, I like how Paris is so over the top. She's like, one of our own has forsaken the holy oath. <laughs> they're, they're student government. Yeah. Just the way that she dresses, like the holy oath. Mm-hmm. She's so over the top. Yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to think. And the teacher just let her go with it as she's, as she's handing out, you know, copies of how, you know, she's betrayed her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and the teacher's just like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, you have the teacher steps in and they don't have a script to work yeah. on. Yeah. The teacher's just, yeah. Something's up with that teacher. I think maybe they're like, you know, just... Maybe he's sitting back with his popcorn. Yeah, maybe he's just like, I've had, a, I've had enough of teaching. I just want to watch these two girls fight now. There's just <laughs> some level of excitement in his life. I want the backstory on that teacher. Why is he the way that he is? <laughs> Maybe it's a spinoff. Yeah. Um, a late spinoff. Yeah, it would just be a spinoff. It's just his sad home life. And then he goes to like work, and he's pretty sad still. And then two girls fight, and he's like, this is it. This is the excitement of my life. Um, Lorelai had a line where she says, I look adorable. No one ever told me if you fish, you get to buy an outfit. I'll just do that about any." Anything if I I'll I'll just do about anything if I can buy an outfit. I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, yeah. yeah. He does have a lot of clothes. Yeah, and part of me is like, yeah, maybe you know, maybe you do gotta go occasionally go buy an outfit for a special occasion. And it does feel mm-hmm. pretty cool to do. You know what? I agree with well, that. Well, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm going camping, but I should buy some Treat camping yourself. clothes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's dangerous looking at camping clothes online. Sorry. 
that, that's kind of dangerous looking at camping clothes online or REI. It's like, oh, I could use this, this, and this. Yeah. You can spend a lot of money looking at camping clothes. Well, when I was younger, I think I used to just like bring whatever t shirt and uh, shorts I could find. Now, as I get older, and you get along I, just fine, right? Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I got to get like a nice button up shirt. And like maybe a vest, maybe some khakis. And why not be comfortable? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you realize you're like, maybe I was just maybe maybe the shorts. The shorts are good, but you know there's other things out there. And then you just realize there there's something sometimes to just treat yourself clothes, even if it is completely unnecessary. Which I would argue, buying clothes for fishing or camping probably is because you could probably just use whatever clothes you have. No one's gonna judge. Mm. Right. Okay. But Lorelai did look cute in her little outfit. She did. So. Yeah. Maidenly, she looked pretty good in her outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind the scenes trivia. Uh, let's take a look here. Maybe there might be something interesting here. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, mostly just references people are mentioning. Uh, oh, yeah. Another another reminder that uh, Liza Weil, who plays Paris, and Dak and Matthews, who plays ha- uh, Headmaster Charleston, they both work together uh, on the West Wing. So he is in the West Wing. I think I say that every time. Yeah, I, 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 you know, anytime we have Paris and him on the same episode, I feel like I should repeat it just because it's probably the only interesting it's thing interesting. about that given episode. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He played Simon Bly on West Wing. And Paris is also in the first episode of Scandal. Yeah, she too. is. Uh, she was also... Also in... linked to the president in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was also... She was Karen Larson in the West Wing. So. All right. Uh, any mental health observations about this episode? think that the the building up of tension i mean i get it but kind of watch luke suffer it's really horrible oh is it um, off for the going to date yeah well yeah like he's showing her how to fish and you can just see this quiet resignation oh she's yeah. Like, yeah i mean it would have been nice if she was honest with him from the beginning and i understand she didn't want to hurt his feelings uh, but we didn't see emily this episode did we or did we i don't think we did no or not very much if we did huh. I don't remember her being in it, but no, I don't think she was in it. So this was. is one of the rare episodes she's done. So I don't know of any narcissist comments. <laughs> she definitely wasn't there. Well, we definitely but... get her next episode. They they de-age her a little bit, but uh, yeah, which works amazingly well, I think. Yeah, but... it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So now, all right, Richards de-aging was interesting but we'll talk about that next episode yeah so everybody's gotta listen to the next episode yeah you gotta find out what we think of the de-aging process in the next episode mm-hmm. right. okay uh, i think it's time to give this episode a rating what are you thinking i give it a five it was okay it was present <laughs> didn't really move things in one direction or the other okay now, what do you think uh, I don't think this is anything decent. I would probably I give it like a three out of ten. It's it's wow. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. That's the lowest I think you've done. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some episodes that I think are, are worse than this. We'll get to those somewhat mm. later. But I think those are is a lot of the mercy. That... Oh, season seven is like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be definitely putting some down a peg on, on season seven. That's for sure. I mean, is season seven like the last season of Game of Thrones where you just want to pretend it doesn't exist? Is yeah, pretty like much. That? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it'll be interesting because you'll be watching it for the first time. So I'll be curious what you think when we get to that season. But uh, yeah, uh, and there's an episode in this season that I think I've talked about already, which is like the Jess spinoff backdoor pilot episode. Oh, can't wait to see that train wreck. <laughs> oh, it's bad. I'm trying you to tell me how bad it is. I'm trying to remember when, that, when we're going to watch that one. I think it might be, it's, I think uh, it's a season. Isn't it? Yeah, actually, I think it's like close to the end of the season where like, midway through the season so we got a little ways to go but oh, okay yeah okay. that that's one that i'm like that one is completely irrelevant nothing in it matters and you can honestly skip it on a rewatch and you well i'm gonna watch it we're gonna watch it and we're gonna get opinions but i'm saying for most people like if you weren't doing this for a podcast you could probably just skip that episode and you'd be fine so so is it something that if you watch it you're like yeah i know why this wasn't picked up as a as a show i think it's just i mean is it that bad i think it's more so just like it doesn't tie into the show as a whole it's like it's it's like a story that just is this one-off story it doesn't have anything to do with like lorelei emily richard rory anything like that it's just it's its own episode and yeah it's not the strongest even on its own but like i think the biggest thing is just like a show like this it's weird that there's one episode that just doesn't tie into anything else so they did a backdoor pilot without yeah. tying to anything in the show. Aside okay. from Jess, which is like, sure, hey. but... Usually there's some kind of crossover or something. There's, a, know, there's but... a little bit more than that, yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I'm curious what you think. I, I have to imagine you're probably going to be like, what the heck did I just watch? What I, right. <laughs> I'm sure I'll message you. <laughs> be like, what, like why, why did, did, why did they make this? this? Right. Cool uh right um yeah stuff you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com gaslighting is the book this is gonna be another book out soon right yeah very exciting i'm, I'm sure they can toxic relationships hmm? Ooh. uh and they can check your website out for that we'll, we'll talk about it more closer to when it's out on here but go, go check out stephaniesarkis.com you can stay up to date on that stuff and then uh talking brains is your other podcast that you do we also do Nerves and Love, which we will probably we'll do one yeah. of those in like a month or two. We, you know. Oh, good. Yeah. We we we. I think since we've been doing it like just once in a while, the the emails are a lot more interesting, less filler and more just stuff that kind of it's like, wow, okay, that's a tough one. So it's kind of like a Gilmore Girls episode. You get one episode that's filler, and the next episode just is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. That's where I tie those together, but oh well. We'll just well, go with it. We, we made it work. We made it work. Yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm over at threeingreeners.com where you'll find me almost every other day posting some kind of content. So, And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.